0: Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored
1: by the Science Ambassador Scholarship, Cards Against Humanity's full ride for women studying STEM. You can apply and learn more at scienceambassadorscholarship.org.
0: Applications open in a month. Get on that. So if you know a young lady who wants to study any of the STEM fields, you can send that link directly to them. Scienceambassadorscholarship.org. I'm Jen and I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping, and the theme this week is. The theme this week is butt out, you get out. You can't fix everything. What was the thing that you kept saying when we were doing the notes? And I was like, "That's really good." Uh, hmm. you. I mean, it was a number of things.
1: Yeah, you gave me a lot of compliments. <laughs>
0: they were really good. I want to find it. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a good episode, guys. <laughs> friendship between humans has many benefits but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits view friendship at the problem Tren, yes
1: i can feel my mood turning over oh now good. that i'm here with you okay. and i'm caffeinated and i've had my little crunchy snacks
0: oh good crunchies so now i have a
1: question for you yes hello
0: how was the freaking wedding oh wow update us it was good. It was really good. It was fun. Um, it was beautiful. Um, and then it was... Um, it was um, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot? Yeah. So, like, I... Um, it wasn't just the wedding. Like, I had to keep my social face on for, like, four days. Ooh. It was I a know. whole event. It was a whole event. Like, we got in on, like, a Friday, hung out with his family all day, had a rehearsal dinner evening, and... okay. Um, <laughs> Definitely I was weird. Definitely I was the weird one. I definitely was the only one with visible tattoos. I was definitely the only one with weird hair. And uh and it was fine though. They accepted me as I am. Um it was funny that everybody knew who I was. So everybody was like, well, "Oh, you're the famous No, duo no.
1: of <laughs> Trin of Jen and Trin. Of no. course everyone knew who you
0: were. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was like, oh, so you're Connell's American girlfriend. Like you're Connell's like weird girlfriend. Uh like everybody kind of knew that. Um so a good example was so at the rehearsal dinner, uh, it was like maybe like 25, 20 people, um like all family members, and uh, son of a bitch, the, the dad of the of the uh the groom decided that um because it's this big fancy meal, like five course meal. Every course, the men at the table, we were seated uh, boy, girl, boy, girl, uh, the men at the table would move a few seats. So I had to sit next to people I did not know over and over and over again. Oh. And Connell was like, so it, it was set up in such a way that I was seated next to like the other families, family members I'd never met before. But but so what was funny is that I would introduce myself to somebody and they'd be like, oh, Yeah. You're from Chicago. You work at Cars Against Humanity. And I'd be like, I don't even know who the You're one of the groomsmen. You like you're like in the fraternity with like the Wow. I know. Word and, got a There was like an email chain or something about you. I know. So and so that was really funny to me because I think it's it's definitely it was definitely like I was a funny story. <laughs> You know, yeah, like I've been, I was, I've been there like yeah. I, I was a silly thing for people to talk about, you know, which is totally fine. You brought people together, which is I'm totally cool. With when that.
1: there was a lull and conversation between Minnie Connell and Aunt Linda, <laughs> they were like, so your girlfriend, ugh, Yeah, she's yeah. sure a weird person. Yeah, she's a
0: weirdo, right? Yeah, which like totally fine, but like also kind of made me feel like, oh, God, <laughs> like they, they do like have this expectation that I'm strange. And it was totally good. Everybody was really, really sweet to me, um, despite all that, uh, maybe even because of it. Uh, Next funny bit about me being a weirdo. So they sat me at what I would like to call the kids table. (laughs) And so I sat next to two teenage girls and they're both from Ireland. So they had like these really thick, cute accents. And I was just sitting doodling with my phone before the the, um, reception. And one of them turns to me, the 16 year old, and she goes, can you tell me about your tattoos? And I was just like, yes, I can. Sure. And then they were all like, oh, I would do my hair like that, but my mom won't let me. And I was just like, oh, my God, the teenagers. Oh God. Of course the teens love you. They asked to, to touch my tattoos. The, it's nice they asked. Yeah, they were really cute about it. The teen girls love Trin. Yeah, yeah. I, so I formed a little teen girl squad with yes. them. Yes. Um, uh, there was a lot of dancing. Which, oh, yeah.
1: Trin, Trin. Did you lay down those famous Garitano dance moves?
0: So as everybody knows, I'm not much of a dancer. As d-
1: everyone knows, Trin is uh on fire on the dance floor.
0: <laughs> so it's it's I don't dance well, but I do dance yeah. anyway. I do it anyway. Yeah. Um so the good news is that my boyfriend is a dancer, and so all I had to do was kind of like 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 kind of like sway from hip to hip. And then just like jean Ralphio, he would just dance up on me. I didn't have to do anything. He just d- <laughs> It's just, he was just like he just busted out the that bendy long yep. gumby body yep. and just like and broke it down and then I just kind of like swayed. Yeah, he danced at you. He danced all up on, uh, and so I didn't have to do much. All in all, good wedding. Yes, I was correct that everybody knew I was the weird girlfriend with the tattoos and the hair. However, it worked out okay, and everybody was nice. Is that a good? I don't. I'm yeah. really
1: glad it turned out that way, and I'm not surprised at all.
0: It was really stressful, though.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. Four yeah. days is a long time for a for, for a family thing. I kept jazz
0: cigarettes in my purse the whole time. <laughs> jazz cigarettes, and uh, it helped quite a bit. Nice. Wait,
1: you didn't take them over the border, did you? No. I was going to be like, "Damn, girl." No. Yeah. No. Where, where'd you stick those? No. That I was just, a beehole joke.
0: I had some. Uh, <laughs> I had some night wine. Got it during the day. Yeah, and it was good. Um, so ultimately, lessons learned are. If you are different and weird, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Other lesson learned. Uh, should always have your night wine. Always have your night wine. So, Jen. Yeah. We have questions, and they're both about taking too much responsibility for other people's lives. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. So, first question. Would first you like to question, read it, Jen? Yeah. It's All right. Here one. we
1: go. Hello, lovelies. So my BFF and I have known each other for 20 years. She's the only close friend I have from college, or earlier for that matter. I have lots of new friends. I'm good. This question isn't about that. I love her beyond measure. She does the same for me, even though we're kind of introverted and don't see each other as much as we could, quote, unquote, should. We both love hanging out. Our lives are just different enough that, while we check in by text pretty frequently, we don't make plans. My question is this. My life is kind of great. I'm married, have two amazing kids who are handfuls, but I love my little monsters. There's a lot we could have more of, more we could be doing having being, but fuck all that. I have this little family. We are rock solid. The rest is details. My BFF is not so lucky. She does not have a husband or kids, and we're approaching the age where she's not sure she wants it anymore, which, cool. You do you, boo, as long as you're happy. She moved back to our hometown a few year or two ago, and I think she views it as a defeat. Romantic relationships do not seem to fulfill her for long. I know she battles depression, and I know it kicks her ass. I know she beats herself up. There's a project she's been working on that's been hung up in committee and she has no power to get it moving again, but she sunk all of her financial and professional energy into it and she needs to pay off in more than one meeting. I have a little guilt about it all, so I try not to compare our lives because it's not fair to either of us. I know for a fact that she loves my husband and kids both in her own right and as a thing that is enough for me. So it comes to this, besides out of the blue I love you texts and it invites to hang with me, the kids and the once a quarter girls night, how can I be a better friend to her? I wish I could write her a fat check, introduce her to Mr. Wright, but that's not going to happen. I try, but with little kids and a husband and introvert inertia, I feel like I'm failing her more often than not. Open to suggestions. Thanks for what you do.
0: You're welcome for what we do. Ding! End of episode. <laughs> so th- I, this person, this asker, is such a sweet person and wants so much for their old friend to be happy. Yeah, this, you have a giving heart. Yes. I can feel that. Yeah. And you want to help so much. Uh, but here's the truth. You cannot put your cape and tights on and save her day. It is impossible to fix all these things. And it's especially impossible to work on them from the outside. So like meeting Mr. Right. That's a really great example of something that you will almost definitely never be able to help out with. Or the money thing. <laughs> or the money thing. Yeah, that's not that's just not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and being aware of her problems and feeling empathy on their behalf and uh, trying to sort out what you can do to help her. Those are great steps. Uh, But I think that before you even try to start helping, you have to internalize the fact that you cannot solve all this. You cannot smooth her life over. Yeah. Oh, man, that is so smart. Like you can't you can't.
1: Give her treatment for her depression. Right. I know you know that, but I just want you to think of depression as like a long-term illness.
0: Yeah. You can't, like if she had a broken leg, you shouldn't be the one setting the bone and putting the cast on. Yeah, I don't think You would do a bad job, probably. you do a bad job at that. Yeah, unless you're a doctor or a nurse that we don't know about. Yeah. Which, you know. Could be the case. Maybe you didn't specify. Could Lot, be. Lots of professionals listen to our podcast. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you could be the very best friend in the entire world, but you are not, you're also not her entire world. I can only assume that she has some kind of family involvement in her life. I know that she doesn't have a family of her own quite yet. And whether or not she wants that, no big deal. And you had mentioned also that she's an old friend and you have made some new friends. She has probably made some new friends too, and they should all be chipping in. So if you take on the responsibility for all of the people in her life, her entire safety net, and you put that on yourself, that is so unfair to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You said you feel like I'm failing her. You know, it's okay that you have a limited well of energy. Everyone does. Like, you can't give and give and give and give. Like, you have a very giving heart, as I said, but you can't give everything to this one friendship. And you, like, you shouldn't try, really. Also, you know, when I have a friend that I've known for this amount of time, 20 years or whatever, and they kind of become family. Like, to me, I consider my, friend, my friends that I've known this song, like, I love them in the same way you would love a family member. And we kind of treat each other and, like, we're in each other's lives in that same way. And knowing that, it makes you feel more responsible for them. Like, you, you kind of, it's possible you're taking on more of this because you're so close.
0: Right. Man, it really sounds like the asker's friend is going through just a general shit period in her life. Like, I mean, everybody has those. I can name six in my adult life off the top of my head. and But just no one person can fix that for someone else because in a shit period in your life, just everything feels undone. Everything feels like it's it's up in the air and the, there are balls bouncing around. I don't know. I always picture like ping pong balls being dropped on somebody's head and they're all like just bouncing everywhere and they're trying to collect them all at the same time and they can't do it because they bounce really, really far because they're very bouncy and very light at the same time and there's a million of them. Yeah. That's a shit period. Yeah. And you can't, you can't grasp onto anything. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of things that people did for me in my shit periods that really helped. And I think that number one, uh it was um, acquiring the night wine for me, uh, and then also like just encourage her to do the things that make her feel good, so for example, if she's complaining to you that she just stress ate like nine boxes of mac and cheese, encourage that. I mean, it's not really heart healthy, but at the same time, it's like, don't feel bad about carbs right now, you need the carbs to carry you through this. Just encourage her self-care if she says things like. I got nothing done today. Like I, I feel like crap or whatever. Just shout at her. That's fine. Good Sometimes, for you. Right. You don't need to do things all the time. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking of stuff that people have done for me when I've been when I've been going through some some shitty periods. Uh, I don't think you could do this for your friends, but but something that my partner did for me was always clean the bathtub because <laughs> last winter I was very depressed and I either wanted to be in bed or in the bathtub and nowhere else. And every day after work, he'd be like, "The bathtub's clean. So I would get into the tub at like 5.15. It's just a thing. And I don't think maybe setting up a bath maybe is or maybe is something you can't do for your friend. Although cleaning their house, that's pretty nice. But what I'm saying is like there are my, my significant other did not try to like fix my depression. He wasn't like, hey, let's sit down and fix this. We're going to we're going to figure it out. It was more like this is what I can do. Yes. This is how I can help you cope. Something small is making sure the bathtub is clean.
0: Figure out what her bathtub is and clean that thing out. <laughs> you know? I, I love that. Like, it, maybe her bathtub is that she wants somebody to play video games with. And, like, I mean, this is, I'm really just speaking for myself. I would love somebody to play video games with. So say that she's um, super into... What's the, the new shootie everybody's playing, PUBG? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but it says "winner winner chicken dinner" everywhere.
0: Yeah, so there's a new video game. If you guys are not familiar with video games, and people they kill each other on an island, and you win, and all of our friends play it, whatever. Listen, maybe she wants somebody to play pubagia with. Her. I that, that's definitely not what it's Pug-a- called. Pubagia. Pug game. Pug the pug. Game. The pug game. Yeah. Um. Then you can clean that bathtub. You can say, "Hey, the kids go down for a nap at this time. Like, do you want to like you know fuck some people up with me for a little while?" Yeah. <laughs> Um, Her bathtub could be just uh, the the, the I love you texts. You can vary those up, too. You can say, what if you told her, like, hey, I just ate an entire nine boxes of mac and cheese tonight. Want to join me? Yeah. You don't have to be physically in the room with her, but giving her the space and the permission to do the things that feel good to her is, I think, a great move. You asked, how can I be a better friend to her? You are probably enough. Yeah, hell yeah, you are. You are
1: probably not lacking. But if you want to try something new or put in like, more effort, you can ask. You can ask, like, hey, what can I do for you here? And I really love what Trin does in moments like these. Trin doesn't just say, how can I help? Because people don't answer that. They're like, nothing, I'm fine. <laughs> Trin always gives options. Trin is like, one, I can bring you weed. I mean ice cream. Two, I can listen as you vent. Three, I can distract you and pretend nothing is wrong. What, what can I do?
0: Yeah, like people will usually give you a decent answer to that. People usually know what they need. And if she says, like, I don't know what I need right now, uh, then just let her sit in that for a little while. Let her chill, you know, Um, recommend a book to her that you really liked. Um, I I think it's just. um... So this reminds me a lot about having anxiety, because what I always say to people, if they're going to go in a situation that causes them anxiety is. One, make yourself as comfortable as possible before you go. Wear comfy shoes, wear comfy clothes. And two, bring yourself a distraction. So bring a piece of like hard candy or something soft to like to hold. That's what you want to be for your friend. You want to make sure that she's as comfortable in all of the ways that you can help her be before she goes into that anxious situation, which is just the shit period in her life. And if she needs you to be that piece of candy or that soft thing, that sounds gross, like you're the soft thing that she touches. (laughs) Well, then you can be that soft thing for her, that distraction. I think you're going to do very well if you just ask her what she needs. Yeah. And I also want you to consider the fact that you might be her safe space. Yeah. You
1: might be the space where she doesn't have to think about the fact that she doesn't like being single or the fact that she's not happy in her professional career. You might be the one non-judgmental piece of her life. You know her so well and she knows you so well that there's probably a lot of like understood things between you. Like maybe she comes to you when she's sick of being sad. Sometimes when I'm sad, I text my friend completely unrelated shit. Like, I know you're going to make me smile. So like, here, let's talk about Leonardo DiCaprio for a while.
0: (laughs) You know, Jen, I think that you hit a really good nerve there because... She, The asker does say over and over again, like, "I here's what this person is going through. Um, She knows, like, every detail of things that are going wrong in her friend's life, which can only mean that her friend has vented to her. So you're already providing a safe space. Otherwise, you wouldn't know about any of this shit. Yeah, because, you know, you said you don't see each other often. So you're obviously talking a lot. She's obviously sharing a lot.
1: And I also want you to consider she's probably not sharing the good things in her life. That's also true. But I mean, honestly, depression is is it's as bad as it sounds. It's yeah. awful. I'm not, I'm not like minimizing that. But I am saying she's coming to you because she trusts you with the bad shit. Yeah. She's probably not like, hey, I'm having a really good day. I'm gonna text my friend and update her about that. So yeah. just keep that in mind, too. There there are pieces you're not seeing.
0: Is that it? I think so. I feel like it is, but I feel like, again, once again on this podcast, we have wrapped up a question far too efficiently. Oh, just so Damn efficient. I know. Um, I I think I want to wrap this up with saying you are already a good safe space for this person and it is evident in the fact that you know all the things that are going wrong in her life. Don't put the entire world of her life on your shoulders because she's not your offspring. You know, you can be fully responsible for your two little monsters, but she is not one of your little monsters. Um, and, And remember that she most likely has a bigger safety net that is not just you. Uh, so even if you are putting this responsibility on yourself, remember that other people are taking responsibility as well, or at least they should be. Trin. Yes. You
1: said something really awesome before we even started recording. We were talking and Trin asked me how I was and I was kind of like, eh, I feel a little anxious today. And uh, Trin was like, got it. We don't need to talk because that was what I was saying. I didn't want to talk. But then later on, Trin checked in with me and she was like, OK, can I just I just want to check on a scale of like one to ten. Where you're at. So she, because I wasn't giving off signals. So Trin just wanted to check, like, is Jen having a really bad day, a normal day? Is Jen tired? She's checking in with me. And I love this because Trin didn't assume that I was, like, really bad. She also didn't assume that I was great. <laughs> so, like, when you talk to your friend over text, don't always assume the worst.
0: Yeah. I like the, um, uh, the emoji system. Oh, so um, I have a good friend who I care about very much who is also going through a rough time in her life. And sometimes I'll just text her. Can you send me one emoji to describe the feeling you're having today? And it could be like the face with just the the line that she'll send me or yeah. thumbs down or like a, a one of the shrugging the shrugging emoji thing. Uh, and it's a low energy, low emotional cost way for me to check up on somebody. And to make sure that, so if Jen said that she was at a one, I'd be like, yo, just so you know, I'm available for a good cry. And if she was at a 10, I'd be like, take it down a fucking notch, dude. <laughs> like, whoa, 10 is like an orgasm
1: from Daniel Craig and...
0: Right. 10 means you are currently orgasming, orgasming
1: right now. Uh, right in this moment. That's yes. a 10. Yeah. And I was at an 11. <laughs> so what? Oh boy. Uh, what? <laughs>
0: at like a five I like to specify as like a normal ass day
1: yeah and I said I was at a five or a six I
0: think yeah yeah which is pretty that's fine oh, it's normal and yeah. also steadily climbing yeah oh good <laughs> the more time you're spending with me <laughs> nice so, the closer I get to or okay oh boy anyway second question somebody write that fanfic uh, don't actually don't write no. that fanfic make
1: it PG-13 oh my god if somebody no teens that's too much
0: make teens it, do over the yeah, pants yeah. things yeah, yeah. Heavy petting. Yeah. PG-13 is, is un- is I think, under the pants, and then PG is over the pants. <laughs> I and <am> then cringing. <laughs> She's actively cringing. I am
1: folding in on myself right now like like a butterfly when it closes its wings. But G
0: is just, like, uh, lo- loving stares. Okay. Let's keep it G. Yeah. And then NC-17. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's, like, extreme. Yeah, please don't do that. Yeah. I mean, like, just not to us. All right. Second question. Yeah, question. Let's get out of Let's get out of this hole. Yeah, dig,
1: dig us out of here. Okay. Go ahead, Trent.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let me put this mic by my face. I've worked at my current company for 11 years. That's so long. I just that's a, a long, long time. I've never done anything for 11 years. I've, <laughs> I've been watching Jeopardy
1: every day for 11 years. No, that's uh, not true. No, that's that'd be crazy.
0: I've had my my three cat for 11 years, and Aww. that's the only thing I've ever done for 11 roll years straight. Ma, <laughs> She's <laughs> such a little stump beast. Anyway, uh, congratulations on your decade and plus at your job. You must be a good employee. <laughs> Two years ago, we hired N from outside. So N is standing for the Asker's friend in here. I can't do this, I can't call somebody N. So we're going with Nancy. Nancy. Nancy and I became fast friends. Within a few months, a unique opportunity came up that I could not take advantage of, but N could. Nancy could. As Nancy's friend, I wanted to see Nancy get out of a position that she didn't like. I pushed hard to get Nancy out of our department, helping Nancy navigate HR, using my contacts as well as moral support and positivity to push the decision in Nancy's favor. I succeeded, and Nancy got the job, more pay, lots of perks, and in a department that I wish I could work in. Nancy has had the job for some time now, so this was two years, so at least like a year or so ago, right? Because they hired Nancy two, two years, years ago, ago. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nancy's had the job for some time now, and she hates it. She is struggling, not delivering because of lack of effort, and constantly telling me about how she's going to quit the job and leave so I'm left with a non-combination of feelings. Nancy never acknowledges my efforts, so I feel shunned while simultaneously feeling guilty that I pushed Nancy to the job and a little bit angry that Nancy isn't appreciating their good fortune. Am I being egotistical that I was a factor in Nancy getting the job? Does it make me a bad person to feel all that? Am I a selfish friend? Or do I need to stop constantly being the fixer for my friends? Woo! There's so much. Here we fucking go. Okay, okay,
1: okay. A uh, little disclaimer. Um, Hey, Nancy's friend, we're going to be a little hard on you. Yeah, sorry, dude. We're going to be a little hard on you. So if you're not prepared for that, if you're in a bad place today, go make yourself a turkey sando. Yes. Snuggle up in bed. Mm-hmm. Have a bath. And then come back to this. Right. We're going to be, you're having very human, normal reactions, but they're not great. No, this isn't a great way to treat or feel. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not, if you're not ready for us to be a little, Jen and Trin going to be a little hard on you today. Yeah,
0: yeah we're going to take you by the shoulders and stare into your eyes yeah. and tell you everything that's wrong with you. We're going to tough
1: love the shit out of this one.
0: Wait, what if we compliment them first? Okay, compliments. Yeah. So, Asker, you did a really nice thing for your friend. Um, I think that you put, it, it sounds like you got, a, you put in a lot of effort for, that, that did not benefit you in any way and just benefited your friend. Um, that's really, really good and cool of you. It
1: sounds like you you have a good sense of when your friends are happy and when they're sad and you want them to be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it? That's it. And <coughs> you look great today.
1: <laughs> you that outfit you did a great job. You know who I'm, I feel bad for? Nancy.
0: I feel bad for Nancy, Nancy, Nancy too. Nancy is having a bad time. Like a real bad time. Like, Nancy got into her dream job and it's not working out. Yeah, and, and she's got a friggin' friend
1: This asker who says things like, Nancy isn't delivering because of lack of effort. How do
0: you know that? You don't know that. Like, how do you know that Nancy is fucking up at her job like royal? Because you're not Nancy's boss. Unless you are Nancy's boss, in which case that's really weird. And you buried the lead. You buried the lead so hard there. Like, there's so much that happens at jobs. Like, okay, like I make a very distinct effort to not judge people at their jobs. Like, I work with a lot of contractors and things like that in my job. And uh, if they sound like an idiot over email or something like that, I'm never like, oh, that person is dumb. It's like something is probably happening here that I don't understand. Yes. Like, please give Nancy the benefit of the doubt, because if you you would. okay. listen, ask her. Would you seriously put this much effort into putting an incompetent person into this job? Yeah, you know she's not incompetent. You worked with Nancy. Yeah, like so give her give her a little bit of credit here. You did a nice thing by helping Nancy
1: get the job and Nancy isn't doing well at the job. I don't feel bad for you. I feel bad for
0: Nancy. I also want to mention that maybe the asker is getting their information from one of Nancy's like new coworkers or something yeah. like that. Okay, like coworkers complain about each other all the time and it doesn't mean that their coworker is an idiot. Yeah, don't don't t- don't internalize that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like Some possibilities. What if Nancy is working so hard and all the odds are stacked against her? What if she has something huge going on in her personal life? What if she's doing great and it's all just gossip? Like, what if there are, oh, hold on. What if there are factors that you don't know about? (gasps) What? What?
0: What? That's crazy. That's nuts. That's nutty. Oh, man. I always feel so bad when we go, like, go ham on the asker because it's like nobody's going to ask us a question ever again. So I'm going to take a break real quick on going ham on you and just be like, listen, this is normal for you to feel this way, asker. Yeah. Like, based on the information that you have, you feel grumpy, you feel angry. We're asking you to stop having the instinctual human reaction and go a little bit outside of yourself. Meta think. Consider the sources from where you get your information. Consider that you might be a little bit jealous that Nancy has this job that you would have wanted, but you couldn't take at the time. Uh, Consider that you have your own biases here uh, that are coming into play. Uh, Don't put this all on Nancy.
1: Yeah. You know, and I understand if you're a little sour because Nancy didn't properly thank you for helping her get the job. I understand. That is extremely understandable. But you know what else is understandable? People fucking up. Yeah. Um, Here's, you know, here's an example where I forgot to do a nice gesture. Recently, a colleague of mine had their apartment broken into. And I know, such a bummer. And I was like, that sucks. I'm not close enough to this person to like really dig into this problem and like talk to them about it. But I did buy them a plant. Bought them a plant and a card. Wow, Jen, that's so nice that you did that. Wrong. Never gave them the plant. (laughs) Uh, Forgot. It's been the plant is now mine. It's on my desk and I need to like move it because I don't like looking at it because I'm like, well, that like the window of opportunity for me to help out this person that I don't know very well, but still like closed. I fucked up. Maybe Nancy has a plant on her desk that she didn't give to you. Yeah, I know it sucks. You didn't get the plant. You didn't get the thank you. You didn't you you feel like discarded and a little jealous. I get it. But here's the thing. Even perfect friends like Jen and Nancy forget to
0: deliver the plants sometimes jen if you need somebody to take care of your shameful plant for you i will absolutely put it on my desk yeah i need it out of my site. yeah i'll make tom water it'll be great <laughs> so i so, i'm now realizing so in the beginning of the episode we were trying to think of a title for the episode and the one that i i wanted that i forgot that i wanted the episode to be called was like the shame plant the shame plant Like uh, you or you didn't get the plant. You didn't get your plant. Uh, I love I love that so much because here's the thing. The right thing for Nancy to do would have been to acknowledge your effort. And I hope that during the process that she was thankful at that time. Mm -hmm. And I would I would bet that she encouraged you to keep going and said things like thank you. Otherwise, I don't think you would do this. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, no matter what you did. No matter what favors you called in or connections that you that you made, I need you to remember that you did not get the job. Nancy got the job. She would not have gotten the job if you had put her if you had not put her in the place to get it, maybe. But it was up to her after she was in the place to get the job to to be hired. So. Like, I, so coming back to the theme of, like, don't take responsibility for everything, mm-hmm. you also cannot take credit for everything. Oh, oh you yes. can't, like, I, uh, again, ask her, you did a really, really nice thing, but you can't get somebody hired that they would never have hired, you yes. know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You can't, you weren't doing magic here. It's so going back to my plant metaphor that I'm really stuck on.
0: I know, I love it. Please. Okay, so
1: my friend who had their, my colleague, rather, my colleague who had their apartment broken in isn't thinking about the plant that they got or didn't got. Because they have a whole other bullshit to work with. Same with Nancy. She's got a lot going on in her professional career right now. You're not at the top of her mind, and I'm sorry about that. But, like, okay, capitalism is another factor that you got to blame here. Yeah. Don't let capitalism ruin your life. Yeah. As much as it's going to try. You have, like, 80 years on this earth, and I don't want you to spend them worrying about what your friends are doing between the hours of 8 and 5. Worry about what they're doing between the hours of 5 p.m. and... 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are they doing? What are, they, what are you up yeah, to? Get all up in that. Give That's my, way more
0: interesting. Give me that gas. Night gas. Give me the night gossip. <laughs> Man, like life is full of examples of you not getting the plant you thought you deserved. It sure is. I, if I could cup in my hands
1: a little tiny succulent and hand it to you right now, I would. The
0: asker or me? The asker. Oh, because you looked into my eyes when you said that. And
1: my eyes are watering because I have allergies. (laughs) So it looks like I'm having a really emotional. (laughs) It did. It did. I was just like, I would
0: thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah, my cats will almost definitely eat that plant. (laughs) I'm sorry you didn't get the succulent. So you asked, Am I a selfish friend? You're not a selfish friend. You're being and acting like a selfish friend right now, though, because, dude, do you even understand how much it sucks to be Nancy? To put all of your eggs in this basket. To be so excited to move into a different apartment. There's perks and all this stuff. And it's not working out at all. She probably feels like garbage every day. Like, oh my God.
1: God, I mean, like, thank God you're not Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I Nancy probably, you know how everyone, that, that phrase, that's always like, if everyone threw their problems in the middle of the room, you would take back your problems immediately. You ever heard that garbage phrase yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's like some days i love it and some days i'm like shut up <laughs> um, <laughs> my problems are terrible my problems are bad and other days i'm like yeah wow i don't have any problems in the world depending on the day i guess what i'm saying is you're not like an evil bad person no. but you are having a lot of complex feelings that are worth sorting out
0: yes does it make me a bad person to feel all that you're not a bad person i think you're making mm-hmm. some bad choices and uh no no, no, no i take that back you're not making bad choices. You're listening to your, your primal, instinctual responses to this, of jealousy of the job, of feeling unacknowledged. So just step outside of that. Be better than a person. Become a, a demigod. Yeah. Become what Wonder a woman. woman. You know what
1: adulthood really is? Going through experiences that will make you act badly and then not acting badly.
0: Yep. Take a few moments before you do something. Take a breath. Yeah. Not and don't act badly. What would Diana do? What would Diana do? Diana. I'm sorry. It sounds like I cracked open a beer before <laughs> I talked about Wonder Woman. I know. Trin uh, just pulled a beer out of her pocket. It's uh, it's 11 a.m. It's 1154 in the morning and I need a cold one to answer this one. No, it's a LaCroix. It's an orange LaCroix that Jen got me from the kitchen. I don't like LaCroix. That's OK. That's OK. <laughs> More for me. I love my my fizzy bubble water. I love my flavor suds. I just had to announce it. I I had to get that off my chest. So so I feel like there are pop people and there or it's soda, I guess yeah. if you're not from Chicago. What the fuck? What? Okay. What? Oh, Weirdos. and there are Lacroix people. Are you a, a pop person? I try not to drink pop, but do you like it? Yeah. Say I hate pop. Of course I love pop. Are you kidding like pop. me? It's yeah. Delicious. It's sugary fizz water. I, see, that's the thing is, like, I don't like the sugary, which is why I like the LaCroix. It, like, if I drink a pop, it feels, like, thick.
1: Ew, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a, I went to Starbucks this morning, and I got their—this their, cold brew thing is just sweeping the nation. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got cold brew now. So it's I ordered a So I ordered a cold brew, but it wasn't just a cold brew. It was, like, a cold brew with sweet cream. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll treat myself. Oh, my God, it was so sweet. Like, my teeth rotted out of my mouth on another oh, no. sidewalk. That was so sweet. I I, it's very sweet, Trin. When you said sweet cream, I gave you like a sexy nod. And, <laughs> that was a sexy nod. And I did sweet cream, that's my nickname for Trin. God. That's my
0: stripper name. <laughs> um and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a stripper. It's a great way to make money uh when you're going to school. It's a great part-time job from what I understand. And it comes with cool nicknames. And it comes with cool nicknames. You could do whatever you want with your life and your body, but let's go back. Um <laughs> the last question that this person asks. Do I just need to stop constantly being the fixer for my friends? Probably. I mean, yes and no. Like, if it makes you feel bad, yeah. It doesn't seem like you enjoyed any part of this. Yeah, it seems like you are salty about every part of this. Yeah. Like, did you enjoy putting her into that job? Like, did it make you feel good? Like, if it didn't, and now you're just kind of like sad. It's okay to like not get in there and do the thing if you think it'll. If you think
1: it'll end up making you feel sour later or your friendship to go bad, it's OK to not get deeply involved. You can support from afar.
0: Yeah. And I think that the next time something like this happens, because this isn't also this is also a um, friendship meets professional life situation. Yeah. Um, when you vouch for your friend and then they don't deliver. Let's say Nancy is just bad and just like for some reason just fucking up royal because she sucks and is lazy. Yeah. Uh, have- <laughs> almost definitely not the case. Um, But so that's on you now. So um, so I would just say think twice before you vouch for a friend professionally. That has bitten me in the ass. I would say like half of the times that I've done it. It's rough. It It is is rough. You are putting yourself on the line
1: when you go to bat for a friend that you love.
0: Yeah. So I would say like. You don't need to stop being a fixer for your friends, but maybe stick to like things like, "Oh, my friend is hungry, and I have half a sandwich they can have mm-hmm. that's a good fix,
1: yeah, as opposed to like I'm gonna uplift their career
0: yeah man it and it sounds like this took a really long time too It sounds like you've got
1: feelings that haven't been examined or like talked through
0: like you're still holding on to the you're still holding on to this, and it sucks, I know, I know, so. In conclusion, Mm. one, I think you need to let go. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to let this go. You got to let go of the plant. You're never getting the plant. The plant has died. It's gone. The plant was ugly to begin with. It was probably like some kind of nasty fern. Hey. Oh. Well, not that. Not your plant, babe. Okay. All right. I called you babe. (laughs) Okay. So. (laughs) It's cute. One, let go of the plant. You're never getting the plant. Two. Try to be kinder to Nancy in what is almost definitely a terrible period in her life. Yeah. Like, I
1: know. There's like, no way Nancy is like, OK, you got the tip of the this is a tip
0: of the icebreak situation. Absolutely. You don't work in her department. You're not her boss. You're not her coworkers. Anything that anybody else says about her is filtered through. Maybe her coworkers are like jealous and maybe her boss is mad that like you used your connections and favors to get her into the job. Like it might like might very well be that people are feeling salty about this and are biased in their interpretation of how Nancy's doing. There
1: are so many horrible possibilities you haven't been considering. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just think of it when you use your imagination. Oh God. You know, it's funny because I actually feel like Jen. One of the easiest ways to empathize with another person is to imagine the worst case scenario for them. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah.
1: That's a good little, like, mind trick there.
0: Worst case scenario is that everybody in her department is salty that she's there. Would you Would you want that for your friend? No! God,
1: I feel like if you had any insight into what she's going through, you'd immediately change your mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. Maybe talk to Nancy. Man, when have you, when's the last time you talked to good old Nancy? I'm sure that Nancy hasn't said things like, I just simply have not been trying hard at this job.
1: <laughs> I, I'm bad at this, I just and I just don't care.
0: <laughs> I am not going to put in the effort to get any better, and uh, I'm just going to live the rest of my life being less than mediocre. I'm going to
1: coast. <laughs> I'm going to coast through this. You got me this job and I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, I'm 33 and I think I'm just done. Yeah, I'm, I'm retiring. Done.
1: I'm done. here. I'm retiring. I turned 28 and I'm hipster retired. <laughs> and
0: lastly, you are not a bad person. You're not a selfish person. These are normal feelings and like you don't need to beat yourself up even though we've beaten you up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. So is capitalism. Yes. You You don't need to beat yourself up about all the shit that we just told you all you have to do is move on like acknowledge that the base lizard brain in your in yourself that will always react like in a shitty way because it's bad at dealing with humans because it's a lizard Mm -hmm. you have to work around that yeah be better than the lizard Be better than the lizard get over the plant be better than the lizard
1: the good news for you is you don't have to do anything now you don't
0: have to like
1: You don't have to, like, go up to Nancy and be like, I'm sorry for all these internal feelings I've had. Don't do that. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God, Jen. Thank you. Don't do that.
1: All you have to do is, like, okay, do some quiet internal work. No one will know if you feel ashamed or embarrassed now after having listened to this episode where we tore you a new asshole.
0: Yeah. No one knows that you feel bad. Yeah. Call up Nancy and be like, hey, I need to vent. I need a safe place to talk about these two mean women on the Internet.
1: Yeah. Use us to get closer to Nancy. (laughs)
0: And Nancy will be like, you know what, buddy? I owe you one for this job. And uh, I'm happy to be your vent hole right now. And now that we've lost a listener <laughs> <laughs> or several, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Oh, God. This has been friendshiping. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on Twitter or just like tweet or at us, or unfollow us, as, or, as it were, <laughs> you can do that at do friendship. If you've got a question for us, you can send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at friendshipingpodcast at gmail dot com uh, in in the coming weeks. we will be uh, revamping our website and having our uh, postcards up for sale. Um, we're hoping by like October first that that'll happen. So if you did not back our Kickstarter, we will put updates on our Twitter, uh, and you can also email us because that'll help us kick get kicked in the ass and, and move on. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox for managing our studio and for dealing with my garbage computer. And thank you to Lauren Gallagher, who designed all of our design work. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship the problem.